Alright, welcome to, what is this, week 7, Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and commish, the Denver Desert Dog. Despite the big win last week, still no agenda. Um, joining me tonight, the team that unfortunately took it on the chin last night, or last week, against me. That would be Shane Stein from Take Your Ball and Go Home. First of all, who had Arizona defense two tutters tonight? I want to know that. But yeah, someone did. Someone had. I can't it. wait to see the tickets on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, been a uh, been a series of unfortunate events here. Um, used to taking these these nail biters Sunday Sunday night Monday night in years past and uh, not going our way so far this year. Staring uh, staring three and the four three and four in the face here with the, the Sea Wolves coming to town this week. Not good. Um, things not looking good T-Bag land we're gonna we're gonna need a miracle I would have put every dollar I have on some kind of back breaking overtime touchdown that you would have beat me last week <laughs> I was waiting for the, the Herbert to Everett overtime touch yes to yeah end the lead Desert Dogs just, <laughs> just just bow out but uh never came to fruition well I was your opponent last week, as you mentioned, your opponent this week from the Seawolves, Phil Bruce. How's it going, Phil? God, could you imagine? It would be, we'd have to wait until the next Olympics if that were to happen before we got another podcast agenda. <laughs> what, what a week last week. Uh, this is a pro Mike Tomlin truther podcast. What an incredible job he did. Next man up. Standards the standard. Big week this week. It's it's gonna all be in our preparation. Uh, Shane, sorry, you couldn't get it done Sunday night, Monday night. It's a matchup league. You got to beat the team in front of you. Dogs, take care of business. And now Taysom Hill, we go. <laughs> I always count on a good introduction from you, Phil. Uh, appreciate the randomness, and you just keep going. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 have a, I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> it's almost like you live in a house with four women and never get to talk football. <laughs> Is that obvious, huh? Yeah. Um, we had a trade this week, but let's let's uh, let's hit trivia first. All right, yeah, pretty pretty decent question for you guys here tonight. Um, it's been quite a while in the NFL since we've had a repeat winner in NFL receiving yards for a season. I have to go all the way back to 2011-2012 when Calvin Johnson did it. Since then, there have been 11 players that have led their respective league in receiving yards. But none have ever, have repeated as the overall NFL yardage leader. I'm looking for those 11 players that have led either the AFC or NFC in receiving yards since 2013. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has a chance to be that guy this year. He was number one in the NFC and overall last season. Well, that was a low-hanging fruit based on this trio. The other low-hanging fruit is Mr. Big Chest. Antonio Brown. Mr. Big Chess is on this list a couple times. He was the AFC leader in 2017 and the overall. He 
He was the AFC leader in 2015 and 2014. And overall in 2014 as well. For every question, back tonight, DeAndre Hopkins. There was a reason for the question. DeAndre Hopkins is on this list. He was the NFC leader in 2020. He was the AFC leader in 2018. I'm so sick of these trick questions. He's the only guy on this list to lead both leagues. I was going to ask that. That's that's really interesting. Oh my God. I mean, that was my best guess. This is going to get embarrassing now. I'm going to throw somebody out from like 2007. Yeah, Josh Gordon's not on this list. We'll save you right now. So. <laughs> God, Antonio Freeman's got to be on this. Yeah, no. Um, let's see. No. Adam Thielen. <laughs> Adam Thielen's incorrect. <laughs> God. That's bad. Um, that's really bad, yes. I'm going to go with a, 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 a gentleman that's not playing this game tonight, but I think he would be on this list if he was playing. A um, couple nicknames, can't guard Mike, can't stand Mike, slant boy, Mike Thomas. <laughs> no card, no G. Yeah. Is on the list. He led the, NFL, the entire NFL and the NFC, obviously, in 2019. Led the, led the curtain to a, to a title. I'm going to respectfully pass. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I know. You can't pass with... There's, you have to get one name on the list before... I got one. I got Cooper Cup. Our fallen comrade, St. Louis Patriots, would be severely disappointed. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Julius Jones. <laughs> Third legs. <laughs> Julio led the NFC from 2014 <laughs> to 2018 for five consecutive years. Only led the NFL once, though, or twice, 2015 and 2018. Alright, so there's 11 players, we'd have five of them. Yeah, can I guess Devontae Adams again? <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think he might be on here. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's leading the NFL this year, but has not done it for a full season before. Oh, man. That was way better than my guesses. Um... <laughs> I think I have the 2020 AFC leader, but... Yeah. I... Uh, so, so one of these guys, it's kind of a trick. I'm not trick, but I didn't intend it to be. The 2013 NFC guy was also Calvin Johnson. Um, so I'll just give you that one. All right, that's a trick. He didn't lead 
the NFL. Yeah, NFL that yeah. year. But he was also on the list. How about Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs led the NFL in 2020 and the AFC. That's a good one. I feel like Jordy Nelson might be on this list. Say Jordy Nelson? Yeah. He is not on this list. Okay. Uh, Man, I feel like we're missing some easy ones here. Can you give me a hint? I need hints. So you guys got pretty much all the easy ones. The, the rest are t- I mean, there is one pretty easy one. Um, this was your favorite player, Phil, last year, I feel like. You felt like he's going to be the best player ever. Chase Edmonds. You got half of his name, right? <laughs> Jamar Chase. I can't believe he led the league. Jamar Chase led the AFC last year in receiving yards. Did he? Wow. I did not know that. So I feel like we're missing... Hmm. I don't think any Bears receivers are on this list. (laughs) You don't think A-Rob's on here? No, I don't think so. Um... Patriots, Dolphins. Pretty, uh, three tough names left. Three tough ones. What about A.J. Green? A.J. Green not on the list. Surprising. Good good guess. Would have thought maybe one of those years you would have snuck in there. Tough, uh, tough sledding with A.B. The AFC, but the AFC's kind of been a crapshoot other than uh, A.B. having it three of those years. about um, Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas is not on this no. list. There is a guy on this list that you've already named, Kaz, during, or you've already said his name during this. Phil's favorite player. Seawolf staple. Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon led the AFC Oh, my God. And the NFL in 2013. That's gross. Oh, my God. I thought he had, like, three good games. No, that was the year that he uh, absolutely dominated. That's brutal. Um, 1,646 yards that year in 14 games. Wow. Good for him. Um, T.Y. Hilton might be on this list. T.Y. Hilton is on the list. Very good. 2016 led uh, the entire NFL in the AFC in receiving yards. We're missing an AFC or an NFC? We're missing 2019 AFC. 2019 AFC. Twenty nineteen AFC. 
still active, future Hall of Famer. Real Hall of Fame or like this one we we joke about? No, 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 for real. Oh, uh, this is a tricky one. I think it's Travis Kelsey. It is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate this shit. <laughs> Led the AFC in 2019. Yeah, he had like 1,700 yards that year, I think. With, no, he only had 1,229 that year. Ew. Number two was Devontae Parker in the AFC. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty good job there, fellas. Yeah, good question. Like, good job, cause. <laughs> You're right. Um, had a trade. We saw Pat Fryermuth and Daryl Henderson Jr. <clears throat> go from the abusement park to the Bull Weevils for Tyler Algier and eight dollars. Anything to talk about there? <laughs> Next. <laughs> so I'll I'll give my my piece on it. Um, yeah, please. Pretty low risk move for Bull. Um, Cordero Patterson should be back soon. He's not going to miss Algier much. Um, obviously, he needed something at tight end this week. Uh, so I think he reached out about Fryermuth and the trade kind of developed from there with Knox on by. And as we discussed last week, tight end being a wasteland. So <clears throat> I'm okay with it in that sense. Um, Daryl Henderson, number one guy in the Rams right now, but not a lot that I can get excited about there. That offensive line is probably second worst in the league behind the Steelers. So, yeah, not a whole lot to be excited about here. Kind of a kind of a nothing deal for me, like you said. Just a low risk move here. Maybe Anderson proves flex worthy. Not a whole lot to see. How big of a negotiation it was to get to the eight? <laughs> like, you know, this has been going on for weeks, and it went ten, no six, no seven, no nine. I think sure, maybe told Bull he, he won't pilfer any more of his players. He stops <laughs> at eight. Yeah. No, I mean, talk about high it. school baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, not a whole lot to say about him. You see some short-term improvement, but it'll be one of those things that we forget about in two weeks. Yeah, I agree. Um, not a lot really on the waiver wire this week either. Not a lot of big uh, acquisitions to talk about, so I guess we should get right into the Week 7 matchups. Um, we'll start off with the Renegades against Steel Curtain. Right now, projections are Renegades 114.5, Steel Curtain 32. So, 82-point favorites for the Renegades on the ESPN machine so far. We have a couple by guys and injuries that Eddie hasn't filled in yet. Um, so, that's why the projection is what it is. Um, still believe it'll be Renegades as heavy favorites in this one with Cook and Gabe Davis on by. Um, Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, J-Dub-J, DeAndre Hopkins, four for 37 in the first half. 
um, for Fegley, Amari Cooper, Kyle Pitts, Zeke Elliott, and Terry McLaurin. Um, saw the much maligned Zeke look pretty good on Sunday night against the Eagles, 13 for 81 in a tutter. Um, actually hasn't been that bad, as Fegley had talked to me about earlier in the year. Um, not getting a ton of touches, I would say. Um, he's just kind of sticking in that 15 touch per game range, but the touchdowns haven't been there. Um, with Dak coming back this week and what looks to be a soft schedule in the next couple weeks, how do you guys feel about Zeke? I'm kind of in on him for the next couple weeks. touchdown dependent to kind of yeah. go back on one of our jokes from the early part of this podcast um, the two weeks he scored he's been double digits hasn't been double digits any other week So, but the, uh, the yards per carry actually isn't that bad he's probably averaging about four and a half to five yards a touch it's just got to score So, but I think he has a good game this week against Detroit um, on the curtain side uh, we'll just say over under 20 points for Derek Carr against Houston this week. Over under 20 points for what? Derek Carr against Houston this week. Okay. I thought you were saying his whole team. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick. I look at the projection. He's projected for 32 right now, it tells me. Um. Oh God. But I guess that's right. He doesn't have Carr in the lineup yet, so. Um, and he's clearly has two best players on by, Cook and yeah. Davis. That's what uh, it is. Pretty, uh, pretty tough sledding for Curtin this week. Um, over under 20 for Carr, I'll, I'll take the over. Um, Going to be some points in that Vegas-Houston game for sure. Not sure it matters, but I'll, I'll take the over. Uh, slightly over. 22 and a half, I'll say. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. I agree with Shane. We're going to have some points in that matchup, so definitely a, a low line on that. So, 
I'll take the Renegades to win this one. Uh, this is a potential double up. Yeah. I'll let Phil say it, but I'll take the Renegades. game Mad Dogs against Abusement Park uh, right now Mad Dogs got the 99 point projection against the Park 70 projection um, Kirk Cousins in right now at QB for the Park on by so that will make this projection a little closer when he decides on a quarterback for this week um, on the Mad Dogs side we got Geno Smith, Damian Pierce, Tony Pollard, Debo Samuel Devontae Adams Higby's on by, so he needs a tight end. Um, picked up Noah Fant today, so I'm guessing he'll be in there. Jerry Judy and Christian Kirk. On the park side, we got Chubb, Etienne Jr., Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Cade Otten. I don't know who that is. Uh, Hunter Renfro and Tyler Algier for the park. Um Start off on the Mad Dog side. Just looking at his game logs. Uh, Debo Samuel has been pretty good. He is uh, wide receiver 10 so far this year. Um, only has three touchdowns. And has only gone over 20 points one time. So based on... What he did last year, you could say it might be a disappointing year for Debo. Um, but like I said, he's been in double digits. How do you guys feel about Debo, Sammy? He's got the Chiefs this week, so I'm thinking should have a good game and what should be some points in that one. Yeah, I mean, it's still wide receiver 10 right now on the year. Been double digits every week so far this, this year. Um, I'm still on Debo, and the Niners know that they have to get him going and they need to use him to be kind of get to be successful and get where they want to go um he's clearly their best player um i'm not too concerned about him i, I think there's some some bright days ahead here as we come down the stretch and, and they start using him a little more frequently i think they've been a little conservative with him um to this point in the season i think last year down the stretch we saw that basically just abuse him. Um, I, I think they get back to that as it gets to be, uh, let's say, nut crunching time, and they gotta get some wins. <laughs> yeah, you call it nut crunching time. I call it getting to that halfway point of the season where you start seeing these business decisions, and you you start seeing these like, I don't know, lunges at Henry King Henry <laughs> versus actual tackles. That that's what we're heading for. Debo's gonna be fine. I, I like him a lot rest of the season. Echoing what Shane said, they're going to have to figure out a way to get him going. They're going to do that. No panic at all. All right, on the park side, um, we'll talk about Hunter Renfro. We already talked about his quarterback. Uh, Renfro was a fantasy stud last year. He's been pretty bad so far this year. He's missed two games. Um, so health, obviously, something to do with it. 
but no Darren Waller this week. Um, we've seen in the past that when Waller doesn't play, Renfro tends to go off. That was before they had Devontae Adams, so we may not see it to that extent. But as we talked about, we expect some points in this game this week. What do you guys think about Hunter Renfro this week against the Texans? Yeah, I think we see a little uptick um, compared to what he's been doing. Um, I think I'd like to get him a little bit back on track here. I don't, I don't know that we're ever we're, we're going to see the the Renfro from last year again, though. As long as it, as long as Adams is on the roster, um, he was pretty much the number one target last year in that offense, and now he's a significant significant drop off to uh, to Adams. Clearly. Um, I'd like to see a little uptick this week. I think I think we see it against Houston. Bunch of points and like like him getting back into that eight nine target range where he hauls in six or seven balls this week. I think Phil just got home, so we might be having some technical difficulties with him. Um I agree with you with what you said, Shane. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I think we see you know, six to seven catches this week, maybe a tutter. Um, get him back going as Vegas tries to get out of that one and four hole and get themselves back in the, the playoff mix here. It's really confusing to me, too, because I feel like Renfro is a, a pretty good player. Um, it's just really weird. I mean, I know he's been hurt, but just like to see him be used a lot more. I mean, I know Adams is a special player, but man, I think Renfro could certainly be be used a lot more. And, and it's proven that he's a pretty good, uh, pretty good chain mover, pretty good first down guy. Um, like to see them spread the wealth around a little bit more. It seems like Carr's really been focused on Adams a little bit too much so far in the early going. Definitely. Um. Who do you guys have one in this one? I'll take the Mad Dogs, just based on uh, the better roster. But one thing to consider here, if the Mad Dogs were to lose, uh, we could see Mick heading towards selling this year. Loser leaves town? Well, yeah, I mean, sure Parker, left, I think, Parker already left the, left the station. Uh, but certainly could uh, see the Mad Dogs leaving town here at 2-5 and five if... Uh, If the Mad Dogs were to become a seller, a pretty good roster would definitely be interesting to see what pieces go where and what Mick's willing to move heading into uh, the 23 season. So definitely everyone's going to be... It's still too early to sell. I agree. Um, next game, Nevermore against the Flock. Got the father-son matchup here. Right now, Flock projected to win 111-99. to 99. Um, on the Nevermore side, they got Kyler Murray going tonight, 8.74 for Kyler so far here in early in the third quarter. We also got Fournette, Mixon, Chris Godwin, Alan Lazard, <clears throat> Evan Engram, T. Higgins, Michael Gallup. And then the flock side, we got Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, Deontay Johnson, Drake London, Mark Andrews, DeAndre Swift probably coming back this week, and James Robinson. 
Um, we saw Mixon and Lazard, I believe, both score last week for Nevermore, so that trade worked out. Got them their first win of the season. But this week, uh, let's talk about Chris Godwin. Uh, he's wide receiver 63. Had his first game with double digits last week, 6 for 95 against Pittsburgh. The targets are definitely there. Hasn't scored yet this season. Do we think Godwin gets in the end zone this week at Carolina? Yeah, nice to see last week with uh, Godwin getting back on track. Nice little healthy game there. Good call on your part. I I didn't see it coming yet. Obviously, the Pittsburgh um, defense a little banged up, but they played well against Tampa, but Godwin was able to do some work. Um, Good to see him getting back on track. And... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in and say yeah, I think he gets in uh, gets in the end zone this week. Let's get him get him fully fully back on, and uh, I think he gets one across the goal line. That was one of those weekends where I'm really happy I blew up my FanDuel account on Saturday, betting shitty college football parlays versus had I gone in all in on Sunday because I was I was wrong about that game, uh, and I, I would have bet all the money that I have to my name on, on the Bucks winning. Nice to see Godwin showing some life again. Really tough to figure out what kind of injury and return time and when we were going to see him relatively back to, to normal and knowing what he can be. It was a great sign. Big Godwin truther. All right, uh, on the flock side, saw Kenneth Walker last week in his first game as the lead back in the Seahawks backfield. He went 21 for 97 in the score against Arizona. Gets the Chargers this week. Um, didn't really do much on the, uh, give up much on the ground Monday night against Russ and the Broncos, but. I think we could see Walker have a pretty good game this week, uh, getting a majority of the touches for the Seahawks. Where do you guys stand on Kenneth Walker? Yeah, I don't know that it's as much as where I stand on Kenneth Walker as much as it is where I stand on having the running back in the Seattle offense right now. Um, He's that guy. Um, Clearly, they want to run the ball. There's limitations with their quarterback, even though we've talked about how Geno's played well in a fantasy perspective. Um, but we saw Rashad Penny off to a great start when he was the guy. Now we see Walker take over, and you're you're just going to get the volume, um, which is, which is a, a big thing in fantasy. Um, the volume's there, and no reason to believe that he can't put up top 15 RB numbers this week, even against a, a decent Chargers run defense. Yeah, you, you got to like what they've been able to do there with him. What his target share, what his share out of the backfield is going to be moving forward. I, I'm a fan. I think he's a top 15 play for, from here on out, unless anything changes. Potential keeper, too. I think you got him at a pretty good price. So if he ends up being the running back that we think he is the rest of the way, uh, could have something good there to pair with JT next year for the flock. You uh, love firing off that that keeper play super early. <laughs> I know you, you tempered expectations a little bit. You didn't call him a ten, top ten keeper already, but a good keeper. All right, 
Thanks for your feedback. <laughs> um, I think I think uh, Tyrus and Nevermore is going to need a little bit of more, a little bit more out of Kyler. He's probably been a little busy getting that double XP uh, to start on Modern Warfare, but um, I'll take the flock to win this one. But I think it's going to be pretty close. I wouldn't be surprised if Nevermore won. Yeah, I was gonna say this is gonna be an absolute who's your daddy matchup, but uh, it's gonna be a little closer than you think. But the flock's just a little better. They're just in running back heaven over there. The flock, man, share the wealth a little bit, buddy. But flock by by a clean ten to fifteen here. Yeah, give me the flock. Awesome running back core. Shane, yeah. I, there, there's a few guys on this roster I could see filling into that RB1, RB2 slot on your team. Alright, next matchup Bull Weevils against the franchise. Fleetwood franchise at 5 and 1. <clears throat> Bull Weevils at 3 and 3. Weevils projected to win right now, though, 103 to 86. Franchise with Josh Allen on by just don't look as sexy as they normally do. Um,. On the Weevil side, we got Tom Brady, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Pittman Jr., Jacoby Myers, Firemuth, Mike Evans, General Model. On the franchise side, Jimmy G, Brees Hall, Brian Robinson Jr., Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, Darren Waller, who I don't think is going to play, Robert Woods, and Curtis Samuel. We'll start off with the franchise side. Um, A guy that we haven't really talked about um, and rightfully so. He hasn't been outstanding. Um, he's had two double-digit weeks. But Robert Woods, uh, Traylon Burks now out for uh, the foreseeable future. Um, had nine targets in one game, eight targets in another for Robert Woods. So definitely looked at him probably get close to ten targets this week in a game against Indy. Another game that could sneakily have some points in it. Um, how do you guys feel about Robert Woods? I don't know if there's a better option for uh, Ty on his side, but can't be too thrilled about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's either him or, or Wandale, right? <laughs> that's that's kind of the direction you, you got to go. Um, Jarek McKinnon revenge game, though. Don't... don't <laughs> yeah. Alright, I can see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a case of if not Woods, then then who? Um, for the Tennessee passing offense, uh, there's not a whole lot of competition there for him. I mean, I, I wouldn't be thrilled about running him out there, but I mean, obviously he's playing him as, as a low-end flex play. Um, and I think that's where he kind of fits in here. So, I mean, if you get 8 to 10 points from him, you're, you're pretty thrilled about it. Anything more, it's just a great success. Yeah, you don't, you don't know if it's going to be a king game or not. Um, we're not quite at the halfway point of the season where the business decisions start to happen. Uh just because of that alone, I'm, I'm fine owning a piece of that Robert Woods share. I, I think he's a fine play this week. 
All right. Um, surprisingly, Jalen Waddle on the Bull Weevil side, um, I think he's fifth in receiving yards in all of football. Um, he's had three monster games and three very average games, but those big ones have been um, 11 for 171, 4 for 102, and 6 for 129. Gets Tua back this week as his quarterback, it looks like, uh, in the Sunday night game against the Steelers. We've seen the Steelers' secondary be susceptible. Um, big game for Waddle and the Dolphin passing game Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, is going to be a big one. I think I like some points in this matchup as well. Um, I, I think... Uh, Waddle and Hill, both both tutters this week, and uh, both decent yardage games. So yeah, pencil me in for some some points in the Pittsburgh Dolphins game. Gotta agree. Sounds like it's the Friday night push squad get right game with an SGP coming in cash on Sunday night. I can't believe Waddle's been as good as he has been this year. I, I thought adding Tyree Kill. Waddle would kind of fade off into the distance, but he's yeah. I mean, he's had some really, really good games, really uh, matchup winning games. I, I I like him again Sunday night. All right, who do you guys have winning this one? I will take the Bull Weevils because Josh Allen's not playing this week. Yeah, I mean, you said the franchise lineup doesn't look as sexy. I mean, Jimmy G's a pretty good-looking guy in his own right, but he's no Josh Allen. Um, give me the Weevils. Yeah, I agree with the analysts on this one. <laughs> give, give, see, Will scouts tell me Weevils are the play. All right, next game, Denver Desert Dogs against Team Ice Cream. Got the dogs with a 105 projection, ice cream with a 92.8 projection. Uh, Justin Jefferson still in the lineup on by, so that's part of the reason why Spears' the projection is so low. Um, both have a player going in this game so far. Taysom Hill with 9.62 and Alvin Kamara with 6.1. So I'm getting the better end of this game right now. Um, on my side, Trevor Lawrence, Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre Stevenson, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, and right now George Pickens in the flex too. Uh, on the ice cream side, Mahomes, Najee, CEH, DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, uh, and Melvin Gordon to go with Kamara. Um, I'm assuming we will see George Kittle slotted into this uh, lineup. Uh, maybe we won't. It has to be a receiver. So, probably Tyler Boyd or Corey Davis um, filling in for Jefferson this week. Um, we will start off with my team. Talked about this game already. Um, he's wide receiver 51. Can we get Brandon Cooks over 100 yards for the first time this week? Certainly can. Certainly can. We've, we've discussed it already. Um points in that game and you know Cooks is good for, for a huge blow blow up game um, 
couple times a year, so I think this is the one. Come off the bye, um, Lake Cook's big. Get him in your FanDuel lineup, get him in your SGPs. Oh, my God. I'm not there yet. I got to see it. He's only had one game getting relatively close to 100 yards. He had 82. Uh, no, I, I don't think this is the week. I'm on the fence about it. Shocker. Um, <laughs> just No I, one rides a fence like the Desert Dogs. I agree. Get out and vote in November, guys. I agree with Phil, though. we got to see it. it. It hasn't been there. Um, targets have gone down each week. And as Damian Pierce gets more involved in this uh, offense, I think we're going to see less and less of what we thought was going to be a Houston air raid with Davis Mills. So um like to see it happen one time. Hopefully it's this week. On the ice cream side, uh, Melvin Gordon, three. Mysteriously benched last week. Three carries for eight yards in that one. Um, just been a very weird season for the Broncos and for Melvin Gordon. Um, he's losing carries to Mike Boone, who I feel like Mike Boone was a bruiser, and now he looks like the fastest player ever because Melvin Gordon isn't. Um, we've had plenty of discussions over whether Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon is a better player. I think we know now. Um, but I'm not sure you can start Melvin Gordon in this game if you're Troy. No. Uh, very concerning. Very concerning. Um, was it Latavius Murray getting, getting the touches? Yeah, him too. Yeah. Um, Latavius Murray and Mike Boone both kind of eating into his work. Um, just seems to be a, a very quick falling out there between uh, the Denver coaching staff and, and Melvin Gordon. I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe not make it through the season there. Um, I think uh, Spears has to kind of look in a different direction. Um, maybe he could have considered putting Kamara in his running back spot tonight. Would have helped things. A little rookie mistake. Um, kind of thins things out for him a little bit. Um yeah, I agree with you. I would, I would consider going elsewhere, maybe Kittle, um, in that spot. Yeah. Question marks. Uh, and the Jets have been a very surprising team for me this year. Going to lose a bet against a guy at work. Jets versus Steelers wins. Really thought I was getting the better end of that deal. Standard is the standard. I, I try and get somebody else in there for MG3. Why are you talking about the Steelers and Jets? In a Melvin Gordon question. Try, try and keep up. Alright. Um, who do you guys have winning this one? I think this is going to be a pretty good matchup. I almost made it the game of the week. Yeah, I'm not sure why it wasn't. I'm not sure why the one you have is. Because <laughs> um, that one ain't going to be close. Um, but I got the Desert Dogs. They're hot right now. Um, no JJ for ice cream. Too many concerns to the running back position right now. Um, it, it's it's the dogs, and I'm not sure it's close. Yeah, dogs, big in this one. Anytime you get an athlete like Taysom Hill in your tight end slot, you, you, you got to favor that roster. 
Um, I will take myself too. I think we got something going on here. So and I, I need to give myself enough to make that back-breaking trade where I ruin myself for next season. So that's where we're going with it. <clears throat> game of the week. Take your ball and go home. Seawolves, it's the game of the week, Shane, because this is a tryout for your team to see which guys are going to be on Phil's team in a couple weeks. Um, you both have some players going tonight. Shane's got Rondell Moore, who had a big 31-yard catch to start the game and hasn't touched the ball since. Um, Zach Ertz, 2 for 21, um, and I believe a two-point conversion. So that's why he's got 5.1, and then Eno Benjamin with 8.7 for Phil. Phil's projected to win uh, 94 to 88 right now, so low scoring, but uh, we think it's going to be competitive. Um, Diggs on by, Fourier Shane, Miles Sanders on by, James Conner hurt, so we got Herbert, Aaron Jones, Samaj P. Ryan, Amon Ross St. Brown, Rondell Moore, Gerald Everett, Tyreek Hill, and Phil Lindsay. And then on the Wolves side, we got Matt Ryan, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Romeo Dubs, Chase Claypool, Zach Ertz, A.J. Brown's on by, so that's probably why it looks so close right now. And then, uh, you know, Benjamin. So we'll start off with take your ball and go home. We are due for a big Aaron Jones game. Uh, 31.5 in week two. Hasn't really done much. The... Uh, since then, the Packers have to get going, and it has to start with Aaron Jones. He gets the hapless Washington Commanders this week. Um, do you guys feel like this is a big game for Aaron Jones? Yeah, as I finally had a chance, it's funny you said that, because as I finally really had a chance to look at my roster today, um, I was trying to figure out a way of, that I could possibly win this week. Um, and it has to be Aaron Jones, the big Aaron Jones game. That was what I came to. I mean, it has to be the big Aaron Jones, 125 all-purpose yards, two to three tutters, where he just puts up that monster week. Um, it's kind of got to be our saving grace, or that we got to hope for. Um, I think he, I think he has a nice week this week. Let's put it that way. Um, Washington's a joke. Front seven's not what it used to be. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I expect a, I expect a big week out of Aaron Jones this week. Um, it's do or die time. Got to do it. Uh, yeah, that, that commander's team, that whole franchise, really doesn't have a whole lot going for it. It's a perfect get-right situation for Aaron Jones and the Packers. Big AJ game this week. I love them. I saw a story today speaking about the Commanders franchise where they ran some kind of sweepstakes for their fans and this guy won and he won 14 grand and he took the check to the bank and the check bounced. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So the Commanders claim it was a bank error and that they wired the money to the gentleman but... Uh, that man needs to sell that team, and it can't happen any sooner than um, it needs to. It, it needs to happen. Um, on the Wolf side, we got Matt Ryan playing quarterback this week for Jalen Hurts. 
talked a little bit about this one already. We think there could be, I think there could be some points in this game. I'm not going to put words in your guys' mouth. Uh, Matt Ryan had a nice game last week against Jacksonville. Do you think Matty Ice has a good one this week at Tennessee? Yeah, I do. I think he's going to be all right. I don't. I don't know that it's a great game. Um, division rival. Um, two teams that are used to being at the top of that division, kind of lately, kind of battling it out for for supremacy here. I I, I don't know that I see a shootout as if it seems like you're implying, but I think Matt Ryan plays well. I think. Uh, looking at somewhere around the 20-point mark, which is, which is a nice game for a quarterback. Yeah. I like Matty this week. That's why he's in there. I also think there's going to be some points in this game. He's a great fill-in. I do see him getting over 20. Yeah, 20 points does feel like a good game for a quarterback right now, and I wouldn't have said that at the start of the year, but as you mentioned in our uh group text Shane scoring's down um, in the fantasy world across the league so um, I think if Phil gets 20 out of his Jalen Hurts replacement on bye this week he would be very happy with that Phil who are you going to play for AJ Brown who are you throwing in there um, Olave would have been a nice one to put in there yeah yeah he would have um Probably going to be Bateman. Do we do we get anything for starting someone in the IR spot? No. Alright. I thought maybe Phil had to take like a five point deduction or something. No, and when you start Julio Jones this week, <laughs> so in your IR he'll, spot. No, he won't be in the IR if he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he'll be in the wide receiver one spot. <laughs> yes, he will. Um... Who do we have winning this one? I want to take take your ball and go home, but I don't think it's going to happen, buddy. Sorry, Seawolves. No, yeah, this one's um, really, uh, really trying times right here. Two of my best players out. I mean, Phil's got two of his best players out as well, but three of my best players out, and then Phil gets the replacement for one of my best players. Um or one of my starting players, anyway. I wouldn't say best. Um, Feels like we were late on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one's Wolves, and it's it's not particularly close. Oh, man. King Henry. You can feel it. He's speeding up, going down the runway, about to take off. I'm going to ride three tutters from him to a Seawolves victory this week. Seawolves, big. All right. Anything else to add for week seven here, fellas? Man, Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs are going to look good in that wide receiver room for the Wolves. We'll sprinkle in some AJ. He'll make an appearance. He, he, deserve, he deserves a championship on the squad. You know that. Hill, Diggs, AJ. Couple with that running back room. You would never. You would never. You would never hand Phil a championship like that. 
whoever the unknowing victim is going to be. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see who it's going to be. You kind of buttered up the Mad Dogs a little bit earlier. <laughs> see, what <you> got. <laughs> see what you got going there. Once that a Mad Dogs lost this week to the park, and God, that that inbox is going to be flooded. That matchup, yeah, flooded. That, that buttering, that that's got some legs there. <laughs> he might have already sent a box of chocolates over to Mick's house. Uh, we're being patient. We're being patient here. He's going to somehow convince him that 32 is worth more than 50. Mike should take his offer. <laughs> uh, have you guys, Shane, did you see Kyler just giving it to Cliff early in the game? <laughs> I didn't, but just watching this game, I mean, not that we didn't already know, it's just comical how bad he is. He's so bad. And that, like, I mean, I've never really watched out, not many of his, like, full games. But he is just... I, I don't even know what to say. He's, he's just, just tough. He's, he's not even he's not even in the top half of the league as a quarterback. And they're paying him $230 million. Any spicy cliff takes from you, uh, Phil? I mean, he's young. <laughs> he's got... Plenty of years in front of him, so he's got it like that. He's but, got McVeigh's number too. He knows they they text, so that's helpful. Yeah, so if he knows the guy that can remember all the plays, <laughs> you, you gotta give him a little bit longer leash than you would otherwise. I think he's canned sometime this year. I don't think he makes the season out. I'm surprised he's coaching this week. All right, well that brings us to the end of. Uh, Week 7, we will talk to you guys next week when we recap Week 7. Look forward to Week 8 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. I believe, um, is next week the trade deadline? Or is it after Week 8? It's after Week 8. Yeah, I just thought it was sometime, like, second week in November, but... No, I believe it's after Week 8, so we do have, uh... The deadline coming up here. Some Dorch dude just scored. So, cool. Yeah, I saw a small receiver and I thought it might have been more. I got all excited. And then I saw Dorch on his back. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. And we will talk to you next week.